We will see how it goes in three, two, one. Welcome everybody to the Questioning Mark podcast. I am your host, Mark Ryan. I'm in the studio here with an artist, and I'm gonna. It's gonna be a blast because uh, I've known this guy pretty much since I've arrived in Abu Dhabi. This is going on five years, but I can't say his last name properly. I'm gonna admit that right away. <laughs> so, Carlos, welcome to the studio, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, Mark. Thank All you right. for having me. So, what's your last name? Uh, Nogueira. Noguera. Noguera. Is it like, you know, I like to think about it. People used to say when I lived in Hong Kong, man, can you speak Chinese? I said, I can speak Chinese only if I speak quickly. Because they'll just kind of like <laughs> fill in the blanks. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, they'll be like, I think I know what you <laughs> said. But if I, say, if I would speak Cantonese really slowly, it Very would be good. wrong, yeah. right? I would get all the tones wrong and right, they'd be like, right, what right, is right. it on about? But if I spoke really quickly, <laughs> they kind of just, I don't know. It was a weird, weird thing. Um, I just think of it as, as a, or I describe it as, because a lot of people know how to say guerra. Like, guerra is war. Okay. So, no guerra, no war. So, that's is, my... All right. That's usually my... There we go. Is it, does it come that. from that kind of root? You know, there's, like, roots that people uh, would have the last name farmer or something. Yeah. And, no, it actually comes from nogal. Nogal is a tree. And, tree. Yeah, I guess it's uh, uh, popular in Spain. Okay. Um, or originates from Spain. Um but then you have all sorts of different variations, uh, like uh, in Portugal and I guess in, in Brazil, um, you would have Nogueira, which is essentially the same name, but like with an extra vowel in there. And yeah, so you have like var- various variations of the same name in like different different places. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. Um, I want to start off <clears throat> with where where you're from and maybe maybe not exactly where you think you're from now or where you identify from being from this place but uh let's bring it back to miami i know that about you and i had a good friend of mine jj martin shout out to you my friend um in hong kong jj was a character man people would be like okay here's the here's the story i was living in hong kong for about eight years it took me eight years and a television show to get people to know who I was. The dude was there for like a week. And he had leather jackets and rhinestones on things. He wore shirts that I wouldn't think of wearing even if I was alone. Um, and everybody knew him. And everybody knew him. You know, he, he captured the attention of everyone. Yeah. But he said it wasn't a, an individual thing. He said he was kind of representing a Miami. Like if he went back to Miami... It would be normal, you know, That's to walk funny. around with like kind of blinged out stuff and rhinestone glasses. Yeah, I could, is that, I is could that totally Miami? see that. I could totally see that actually. Um, I think that, yeah, my, my, Miami is, is a place with a, a lot of flavor, if you will, um, and yeah, huge personalities. Um, it's a it's, it's it's a very peculiar place. Okay. <laughs> You say that in a good way? You, yeah, do, do you no, like miss I, that? Absolutely, I do, I do, and I love it. Um, I'm not originally from there. I'm, I'm from Venezuela. Yeah. Um, I, and I moved to Miami um, when I was 14, in 99, and I, that, that was in grade 10. I was in, in the middle of grade 10. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I consider myself from there to some extent. Like, I, I actually only... Uh, finished high school there and then I did university in Boston but then came back uh, and I worked at my old high school like the reason why I moved to Miami to begin to begin with okay um, so I, I yeah I consider myself from there like yeah. because my grandma's also there that's who I grew up with and you know like 
Lizzie and like our houses are there. So okay, um, I, I consider myself from there to that extent. Um, but if I said you got to go home, man, like right now you're going home. Is that Miami? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a. You have uh, some very uh, distinct uh, like personality groups. Okay. You know, like you would have like some niches. Uh, some niches, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you would have like uh, lechongas, which are like this, this like um, uh, second, third gen like Cuban girls, and like they. You can't see this because this is a podcast. But when he said that word, his body started to move. Instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not even intentionally. <laughs> No, but like they they would embrace this like chunga attitude, and it's like it's like a pride thing. Okay, you know, um, and then they they're you know wear they like this big hoop earrings, right, and right, like right, very tight clothes, and like big bright lips. Uh, but then you have like you know the, the the quintessential Latino guy with like the shirt half open, right, and it's kind of like gold chains and like this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, so. Yeah, I think what what makes it so special is that it's uh, such an eclectic mix of uh, well different nationalities and identities from 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 the Caribbean to anywhere in South America. Right. It's a a lot, <laughs> a lot of people say that the best thing about Miami is that it's very close to the U.S. <laughs> like, All right. It's literally hard to speak English there. Right. And Miami is, Miami is sinking. Is that right? That's what I hear. That like in 50 years, there won't even be Miami. Don't tell me that, man. I own a house there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you'll be an old man by then. Just, maybe you're not going to pass it on to your kids. Now, speaking of going back in time, passing things on, let's go back to when you were a kid or maybe not even that far. Your artistic journey. Mm. Um, I'll start with mine. I, wasn't, uh, I didn't consider myself an artist until uh really until i hit university you know it was isn't it wasn't until the end of my high school time that i realized okay i'm going to try to pursue um education in the arts and see where that takes me learn more about it uh got a mentor built a portfolio basically around acrylic painting Mm. and in university i was heavily pushed into conceptual thinking it was all about ideas and, and actually i didn't learn much technical skill um which I kind of, re- not regret, but wish my school pushed a little bit harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they pushed thinking so much that I do feel I have a strong ability to think about really interesting ideas and look at conceptual art uh, and really appreciate it, where I think some people do struggle with it. But So my journey started much later. Yeah. Where did, when did yours start? Um, it actually goes back to Miami. Um, but essentially, or it's what took me to Miami. Um, I was living in Venezuela and I was uh, starting to do like graffiti and like really? I was always just interested in art. Like you were doing graffiti illegally? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll with get in groups, for it too. you had a tag, you yeah, had a whole yeah, crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And I was uh, well, actually selling caps as well. Yep. Like um, like the, the different caps. And um, so I was always just naturally like very driven towards art. Um, and in Venezuela, you have to like choose when you get to grade ten, like for your last two years, um, you have to choose between science and humanities. And then humanities, you do like more artsy stuff and like languages and like literature. Uh, so I was just starting that uh, when my mom 
uh, like we would always go to Miami for my grandma, like okay. uh, winter break and 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 and, and summer. Like we would always just spend them there. And one of those winters, my uh, we were going to Miami, and my mom found out about this art high school, design architecture senior high school. Okay. And you know, at that time, um, I had been spending those summers, you know, part like with grandma and part with my brother who lived in New York. He was in, in uh, Columbia uh, studying architecture, and I would spend the summers in New York going to the Art Student League. So I had like all these like drawings from like life. Right. Um, so that was like my formal training at that time. So I had a little bit of a portfolio. Like a bunch of like random like life drawings. Yeah, yeah, sure. And so my mom got me this interview, and I remember, man, that was crazy. Like I went from the airport to this high school to do an interview because it was the last day before winter break, and you know I would have been able to do the interview otherwise. Yeah. And never mind the fact that now that like, you're a teacher, they, you really know how important that last day was too, because there was no other day. That's they were crazy. Gone. Well, yeah, I mean, and never mind the fact that. You know, this is a pretty competitive school, and they only hold auditions like twice a year. That's it, like on right. their terms. On their, and somehow I don't even know how my mom managed to get like a special interview. Like that, they would look at me. Yeah, and that was like a huge thing. You know, and and I remember. Was your actually, mom? Is your mom? She's still around. Yes. Yeah. Your mom is. Is she that kind of person? She could just get stuff done. Is that the kind of lady she is? Like you say, like you know, it just kind of happened. You, see, but you don't seem that shocked. That, that no, she. <laughs> that's funny. That you say that. I don't know. Yeah, she, she, she gets chicks done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she got to the interview, but there yeah. was there was no question. You were having that interview to begin. She was. She yeah, was like that it was like a, a determination thing. You yeah, know, like this is gonna happen, and like bam, somehow I have no idea. Right. But anyway, so at the end of the interview, uh, she or. or the principal, you know, asked me, like, well, would you like to go to the school? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this of course I want to come here. Right. And somehow, at 14 years of age, uh, convinced my parents to let me stay with grandma uh, so that I could go to this high school. And, you know, for my parents, that was, like, a crazy difficult thing, you know. Right. But they were on board a little uh, bit. They knew the interview was happening. Yeah. You're going yeah. through the processes. But, but, you know, it was it seemed like a very far shot at the, at the time. Right. You know, okay. and, and for my dad, I don't think that... You know, it was more like, yeah, sure, like, go through the movements, you know, like, it's never going to happen, so, like, don't, don't, like, just, yeah. Yeah. And when it actually did happen, and then, like, my wish for Christmas that year was the power of convincement. Okay. I think that's what, what got him. Um, and, yeah, they, they let me stay in, in, in Miami and with my grandma. And so I, I finished um, high school there. Uh, going to high school there. Um, senior year, um, I kind of had like another like moment where I was in, in, in art class, visual arts class. Um, or okay, this school's design architecture senior high school. You have to be in a strand of design to offer visual arts, um, graphics, fashion, architecture, and film. All right. So you had to be you, you grades uh, nine and ten. You would rotate through the disciplines. Yeah. And then. Uh, the rest of it you had to focus and and stay in one discipline right um so i was in visual arts and i remember my my teacher ellen uh ellen abramson uh, yeah <laughs> and 
I just remember like, dude, this is an actual job. Like she gets paid to make artwork with kids all day. Like, why why wouldn't I want to do that? Right. <laughs> so okay. from there on, it became about like arts education, like and making you... making art wasn't really like my main thing. It was about art education. All and, right, and like teaching about art. And do you see? The place you're at now with high school students as the group that you really want to be working with for the extended period of time yeah. or is is there a time where you do yeah. want to be working with I don't want to say practicing artists because students are practicing here at the school yeah, yeah. Um, but students that are maybe in a more advanced stage of, uh, yeah. of their thinking with what they want to be doing um, ironically I actually did my my degree and like lower education like uh k through eight right was my focus so my degree um but i have never professionally worked with that group okay like only in museum settings did i work with that group right. ever since i've been working in, in public schools or international schools it has always been high school all right um just how just how it ended up being and i'm really happy for it like i th i see that as my craft now like i see that as my art form you okay. know, like learning how to uh, like make projects that are engaging and that would allow you know, students to to reach like their the best of their potential through through art. And you say that, but I have to push you on it. What is still driving you as an artist in a I don't want to say in a selfish way, but you know, in a in a totally yeah, personal yeah, yeah. way. You know, not to. Give back, you know, something that you were just no, self-expressing. No, what are you, uh, what are you doing right now? Um, I'm pretty curious. So, like, I got here and I've always been like just visual arts, uh, but since I got here, I, I was offered the opportunity to teach photography, and that was never like an up, uh, an, an area of focus of mine. Like, photography was always just like means to document your work, never really like an art form in and of itself for right. for me. Yeah. Um, and so I got to sort of discover that new medium and I had to, you know, learn by doing and discover it along with the kids. And, and this then, is like dark room photography? No, we're this talking, is like since we got here, dude, so we're, like four, but we're, five years ago. But we're talking digital photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah it All has right. always been, yeah, we, like we don't have a, a printing printing room here. Would you want that? Is that, um, is that necessary anymore? Is that like going back and collecting old baseball cards? I think it is honestly. Like, <laughs> it's just not very efficient. That it, reference doesn't like, make any sense it's at all. A, anyway. No, it is because it, it's like going back to something like, you know, who who got, has those cards now? Like, they would just be digital. Yeah. Right. And well, there's like, no baseball cards. They're just better. They like can they can put like pieces of bats. They can put pieces of bats inside of cards now. That's what happens now. They did up the game. So they Maybe have that's to, they had they... to up the game. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, but like in terms of like efficiency and 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 cost, it doesn't really make sense. You know, right. like you, I think that kids gravitate more toward digital things now than like these paper cards. Right. Yeah. And do you think though that's going to have you know we live in this world social media where kids are throwing photos up all the time and there's millions of accounts of people traveling the world and you know documenting everything in black and white and color and this you know new iPhone 11 amazing you know you can take amazing photos just off your phone is that going to push people away from appreciating digital art as a real art form just cuz we're like oversaturated with images do you think that's going to happen people are going to want to go back to like 
wait, you made that in a dark room. That took you a long time, therefore I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, there's, there's something about the, the handmade craft of it. Right. Um, that's, that's difficult to tell because it's, it's such a like, unique process, right? Like, I'm not sure. Um, we are oversaturated, but like some images make a lasting or longer lasting impact than others. Yeah, and I okay. think that that has to do with quality and and the artist's idea, right? Like an artist yeah. can still develop like a, a collection and sure. base it on a concept and say these are like you know yeah like I, an iconic image is always going to be an iconic image, right? You know, and like and that's something that that transcends. Uh, your knowledge or or art appreciation like uh, like an iconic image just is is that that speaks to everyone and everybody would recognize it as an iconic image right like not, having, not, not necessarily uh, an art audience per se I was gonna say there I'm having a blast and this podcast we've already gone over time Ooh. so we are on the last question we're gonna wrap this up everybody Carlos thank you for coming in um Oh, man, and it's so about what you talk about. Yeah, I know, man. We did it. <laughs> I don't even know why I make notes anymore. There's no point. How can uh, how can we prepare our students here at Raha? How are you preparing them for the changing landscape? And we kind of talked about that with the digital photography yeah. and, and that kind of thing. You know, in, in my art classes, I'm constantly talking about you need to look at art in so many different lenses so that you can apply it to the world because you never know how, how, yeah, yeah, which yeah. one of these lenses or which one of these caps you're going to put put on. For example learning about calligraphy and typography and including that into artwork when they think, hey, what, it's just a word, it's just text. Yeah, That's yeah. not art. And you say, no, it is. And how you approach it is from an artistic lens. And, and this you might find useful later on in life. For what sure. do you kind of look at? What kind of things do you tell um, the kids? You know, that's a... There's so, so so much that we could say, but I know that right. there's a time constraint. Um, so lately, or from from this year, I started teaching film studies at DP level, and you know I have an amazing cohort of six kids, and like it's a course that didn't exist, so you know of course there would be like some trepidation, but I see that's that's the connection that I see there. You know, like why would you study film? studies like why would you take on film studies like sure like maybe the obvious answer would be like kids that are interested in that area they might be looking at that as a, as a career for college but really like you would just be learning how to read films and like read media in a much deeper level than than the average joe right and you would get a lot more from watching the same movies <laughs> <laughs> like okay. and, and like yeah so you find all the easter eggs faster than everybody else right uh, but also, it's not only uh, I don't I don't see it as an exclusively art thing. I think that, like, well, besides that greater or larger appreciation, like it's also just a presentation thing. Like, and, and that's true uh, now more than ever. I think because like of that saturation of images and and like the accessibility that the internet provides, and you know like. I don't know, realtors or business people, like they need media to promote like sure. whatever yeah, it is that they're selling, right? So, you know, not 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 necessarily for the sake of cinematography and for making cinematographic art, but also for 
the business sense or like just a communi- uh, means of communication like people like how many vlogs are you have now about like any kind of subject yeah, right? yeah so people explaining things and doing that through like a multimedia form like video right um so there's so many different avenues and that's the like the the real life uh, real application life connection, of right. it so that it, it doesn't it's not necessarily grounded as an art form anymore it has like a lot more applications right on thank you again for coming in we'll have to have you back on the podcast oh, man, i sweet. would love to come back this is this is it's well, easy right or, 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 or maybe we should continue this in a different setting There we go. All right. (laughs) I hope everyone has a good day. I am your host, Mark Ryan. This is the Questioning Mark podcast, and we are out.